What's up guys, it is Bailey from Horsepower and Pizza. As always, I'm going to hit you with the boring stuff first so we can get right into the show. If you are in the central Pennsylvania area, coming up on Sunday, October 30th, I have a booth at Junk Styles Junk Food Meat on City Island in Harrisburg. Show starts at 10 a.m., come out, hang out. We have new merch releasing, I have new garage flags, I have new hats, and I have a new sweatshirt design they will be releasing there. They are a short run, so if they sell out there, they will not be back. But if I have leftovers, they will end up on the website, www.horsepowerandpizza.com. If you would like to support me and the show, you can go to that website. You can purchase merch. You don't have to. I don't do any paid promotion for this show, so if you enjoyed it, please share it. If you would like to follow along, at Horsepower Pizza on all platforms and at Cold Pizza Podcast on Instagram. There's a really sick giveaway going on right now on G8only.com. If you know me and my friends, you know that we love big body cars. You know that we love LS-powered cars. What could be better than a Pontiac G8? Our friends over at G8only.com have built a really sick car. It is super set up. It's got a 408 stroker in it, and they're giving it away. The giveaway ends on October 31st. I have a link to the giveaway in the description of this podcast. And with it being the last week leading up to the giveaway, if you purchase a t-shirt, you actually get double entries into the giveaway. So head to the link in the description, check that out. And that is going to lead us to today's show. Our friend Joe Labruza, owner of G8Only.com, LSXOnly.com, SSOnly.com, and now HaulersOnly.com, sat down with us. I got to pick his brain about business, about just getting started how he handles things when things don't always go well. It was a great conversation. I actually learned a lot. I want to give a huge shout out to my dog, Grant Eng, for setting this up. Grant also has a G8. And uh, I'd be lying if I said that I don't want that giveaway car because that giveaway car is sick. So be sure to head over, enter into that giveaway, and I hope you enjoy the show. I like my piece of cold and my women colder. Yeah. She too stubborn or I would have told her And every time I'm with my buddies, yeah, we never sober <laughs> Wake up feeling 10 years older It's the Cold Pizza Podcast, we're going to start there Hey everybody, uh, this is uh, Grant Ang I'm introducing my my good friend Joe Labruza here um, He's the owner and operator of G8only.com uh, SSonly.com LSXonly.com HollersOnly.com what else you got, dude? It's like injectors only. I do. I do have injectors only. Uh, if you could see my GoDaddy list of domains, it would uh, be about ten pages long. Of uh, and they all end in only. You know, so yes. they're all over the place. Man. So you earn yes. everything but OnlyFans, right? I wish I did. I wish I did, man. You and me both, brother. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. So but. Joe is. Uh... Uh, a, a, a good friend of mine uh, we were actually friends before I started working with him um, yeah. so I, I am you know helping him with some video stuff and some website stuff and odds and ends here and there whatever he needs to help you know drive sales and and boost business and and uh, he has another right hand guy um, who unfortunately couldn't make it tonight but his name is Steve want to give a shout out to Steve love Steve yeah, <laughs> I tried, but, man. I tried. He's uh, <laughs> said he had to go home and hang out with his dog. You know, and I'm ah, like, uh, all right. I, guess. I, I mean, I get it. I get it. Yeah, no, nah, yeah. We all love dogs, right? Yeah, for sure. 
So, Joe, why don't you tell me a little bit about, well, tell me and Bailey, because, you know, again, this is Bailey's podcast here, but tell us a little bit about your businesses and kind of how you got into this stuff, man. Yeah, all right. Um, so, you know, I can't remember the year exactly. I want to say it was around 2011 or 12, something like that. Um, you know, I, I, uh, I had picked up a G8 and, um, you know, for those who don't know, it's Pontiac G8. I picked it up and, you know, looking for parts, I realized that um, it was much harder to find parts for these things than I thought it should be. Um, and at the time, I wasn't looking for anything crazy, you know, just some visual add-ons and stuff like that. So um, in my spare time, I ended up uh, making myself a, a splitter lift that goes, you know, on the front bumper. Nothing crazy. It was just something that, uh, you know, I felt, you know, nothing that was available in the market at the time really suited what I wanted. So I made one. Uh, I posted some pictures online, you know, the typical, uh, you know, um, give me likes kind of post, you know, and, uh, and it kind of, um, kind of went from there. I mean, people started asking me if they could buy one and I had not, um, at the time had not ever thought that that would be an option or that anybody would be interested. Um, so I said, yeah, sure. Why not? I just started, you know, making these splitters for people. Um, lo and behold, uh, you know, people started asking me for other stuff because they were going through the same issues that I was trying to find parts for these cars it was not so easy. Uh, a very short run car, um, ignored in the industry for a long time. So uh, I, I just started, you know, trying to give people what they wanted. People would ask me for, you know, intakes, exhaust, lowering kits, anything like that. Um, and what I did over the first, I'd say year or so, uh, any money that had come in from the splitters and whatever other little pieces that I was selling, I would just take all that money and then buy into a manufacturer, you know? So, um, let's say, you know, somebody wanted a, a rotofab exhaust, you know, well, I had to order whatever the buy-in was. I don't remember at this point, but let's say it was 10, 10 intakes. Well, I would use the money that I had made from the splitters to buy 10 intakes. And then I would just kind of sit on them until they sold, you know? And then I would use the profit from that and then buy into something else. And I just kept buying into different manufacturers and wholesalers and, um, and it just kind of grew. Um, and it was a very much a side hustle at this point. It wasn't until I want to say like the middle of my second year, um, my accountant had said to me that uh, going over, I guess the numbers or whatever he had said to me that uh, it might be time to start some kind of like LLC. Cause at that point it was just, I was just recording it as I guess what they call phantom income or something. I don't know. It was, you know, um, so that's what I did. I, I opened up a little LLC. Um, again, it was just a side gig. Uh, I did my own thing for a long time and uh, want to say it was about 2000, 14 or 15 I can't remember exactly um I had I was partners in another business and I had gotten out of that and I remember telling my wife I said I'm just gonna see what happens uh with this you know G8 only things that's the website I had coined it after and, and started this little LLC um so I'm just gonna see what happens if I just devote 40 hours a week to this like this was my job and you know the second half of that year you know, almost doubled what it did the first half and just by me throwing some time at it, you know, and I said, all right, well, let's see where this goes, you know, and I just kind of rode the wave and, uh, you know, um, thank God. I mean, every, every year since it's just, it's just been on an upswing and I've, uh, 
you know, I, I, I tried to meet the needs that other people kind of fell short on, you know, thing, I'm in the industry, I'm a car guy, I'm buying car parts, you know, and I see where other people are, are dropping the ball. So I had no problem picking it up and running with it, you know, so uh, customer service was always the biggest thing. Um, buying parts that you know would fit on your specific car, you know, especially when you have a, a niche car like this that doesn't really exist outside of its, of its little pocket. Um, so many places you would go to a lot of the bigger companies, you would go there and look for parts uh, and they would just throw a bunch of parts at you and you have no idea if they fit your car and half the times they didn't. So, you know, that's where actually the name came from G8 only. Uh, I wanted people to know that if that all the parts on this site were for G8s only, that was it. If you had a G8, every part on this site is going to fit your car. Um, and that's pretty much, you know, what took us to where we're at now. I just kept, you know, growing and, and, you know, trying to invent new ways to, uh, you know, to, to meet the needs of people where they weren't being met by other vendors. I'm really happy to hear that it's worked out for you and it's continuing to work out for you. I'm really happy to hear that you said, oh, you know what, I'm going to take the time, throw some time at this and see where it goes. And it's doing probably better than you expected at first. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. Um, before we get too far, you want to talk about your giveaway? Grant is very excited about this giveaway. <laughs> made sure to text me about it like three times now. So, yeah, you know the giveaway. Um, you know that's that. That was kind of like a, a spitball idea. You know, we were just kind of throwing stuff at the wall and uh, seeing what would stick. You know, and um, you know we had the idea of you know, building one of these cars and giving them away. You know, a lot of guys really like the G8. Um, it's got a cult following. And, you know, if you're into them, you are into them hardcore, right? So that's how we, we met. Yeah, absolutely. That's how <laughs> shit, man. That's how I know that's how I know most of my friends today is through the G8. You know, I, I still have um, I still have his calendar. He did a calendar that had all of our cars from like 2018 or so. I still have his calendar hanging up in my garage. C continue. I'm sorry. Continue. No, you know, it's funny. This is, we're actually bringing it back this year, the calendar. Uh, this will be the first year in like three or four years. Um, but yeah, so the giveaway car, you know, we, uh, you know, originally, you know, my idea was we're going to get some clapped out piece of garbage, you know, uh, pick it up at the side of the road and just kind of do a refresh. And it, it was going to be nothing crazy. It was just going to be, you know, here's a car that's halfway decent with, you know, we, we you know, uh, we did a DOD delete, we threw a cam on it, exhaust, nothing crazy to get you from point A to point B, have a little bit of power. Um, and that was going to be the end of it. And the car that we ended up getting was, you know, surprisingly uh, a very good car for the money. Um, as we started ripping it apart, you know, uh, again, the original idea was refresh it. It had a lot of miles on it. So I said, yeah, we'll just do an OEM rotating assembly. You know, maybe, maybe go forwards, nothing crazy, just, you know, a couple thousand dollars worth of, worth of parts. And uh, <laughs> lo and behold, you know, I, I started reaching out to some very, uh, very good sponsors. Um, well, I turned into sponsors, but uh, very good friends in the industry and companies that I work with. Um and, you know, let them know about the project just to see if they'd be interested. And, you know, we had a lot of really good people get on board, you know. So um, first one was Thompson uh, Motorsports. They came in and uh, they were willing to help us out with a, with a short block. So uh, we ended up throwing a 408 stroker in it. 
with a you know high compression motor built for like you know ready ready for 1500 horsepower and of course on that end i'm like okay well now i can't put stock heads on this car you know what i mean so you know i go in the back and i'm looking around and you know staring me in the face is a box of uh you know afr mongoose heads and i'm like all right let's throw you know a four thousand dollar set of heads on this car you know and uh and then it just kept spitballing you know and it, it just kept going and you know next thing you know it's it's a fully built motor, uh, you know, high compression, fully forged, and you know, can't throw a stock trans on it, you know. So of course I got to put a race trans on it, and can't put a stock diff in it. So of course it's got to get a Camaro diff, and uh, you know, and everything along the way, you know. So now it went from what was going to be a very modest, you know, uh, older car um, with a lot of miles on it to now a an amazing um you know g8 with a brand new 408 stroker in it uh built trans camaro diff it's got a custom grind cam from rick crawford uh he also did the tuning it's got uh weld stepped up weld threw us in a, a brand new set of wheels um you know so it's got a brand new set of wheels welds i'm sorry uh mickey thompson tires on it front and back brembo's all around we ended up painting the entire car door jams and everything we uh, shout out to Commodore um, uh, Commodore Specialties. They helped us out. They they took care of us with a uh, front conversion. So we put a Holden conversion on it. We did racing seats. I mean, uh, shout out to Brandon Automotive. They did the paint for us. Shout out to Sesame Street um, Racing. They did all the work for us. Uh, and the list goes on. I mean, we 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 really just made this into a nasty car, you know. So now I was telling Grant actually um, recently, like I don't. I, big part of me man doesn't even want to give it away you know at this point i'm like because you know let's be honest right we're all car guys when was the last time that you you know because it was coming out of the business checking account so i'm not even thinking like okay yeah oh yeah let's do this and let's do that and uh you know and when was the last time any of us built a car you know that we wanted to build in a matter of a month or two i mean shit man my my car you know i've had the thing for eight years it's not done you know what i mean so i don't you know, it, it's it's crazy to me because I look at it and I'm like, I've never spent that much money. That Pause. I got to interrupt because he's he's downplaying his G8 and it's, oh my god. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, okay, well, don't let him da- don't let him downplay his own personal <laughs> vehicle because there's a reason why it is Joe from G8Only.com. Like, <laughs> well. <laughs> Well, it, well, of course, I mean, my personal car, you know, will never be done, right? I mean, it, it started its life as a V6, and now it's an LSA-powered V8, you know. Um, but, of course, that's not done either, right? I mean, they're never done. But right, um, I can tell you right now, I don't have a set of mongoose heads on my car, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, that, that, yeah, the giveaway car is nasty, nasty. I, I had the pleasure of filming it when we, we went down to LS Fest. And uh, I had the pleasure of filming it for some promo stuff that he was doing. And, oh, my God, dude, this it's like the ground rumbles. It yeah, is gnarly. So it, it looks good. Y'all painted it Arrest Me Red. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Well, that's and it's funny because that's actually, you know, that's a factory color that we painted it. Okay. Um, and you could ask Grant. We were down when we were down in LS Fest. Um, I probably had, you know, if I'm lying, I'm dying here. I probably had uh, – three or four people come up to me and ask me what color it was. And they, you know, they have G8s, red G8s. And I'm like, oh, it's the factory red. And they're like, no, it's not. I have a factory red. 
And I'm like, yeah, well, yours is 15 years old. This was painted last week, you know? Yeah. So yeah, this that is what makes your car looks difference. like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What color but was it? I honestly came out really, really nice. What color was oh, it when you painted it? It was red. It was red. That's why. Okay. So originally, um, the reason I decided to go with red um, was because the car was red. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to, you know, paint the bay, uh, paint the engine bay. I didn't want to paint the door jams. I, I was, you know, at, at, at the very least, it was going to be, or at the very most, originally when I bought the car, it was just going to be, you know, a sand and respray, right? Okay. Um, and of course, it ended up being, you know, full on you know, respray, uh, we, and, and again, shout out to the guys over at Brandon, uh, automotive, my, my guy, hobby over there really took care of me. Um, you know, they did the jams, they did, uh, uh, you know, they did all the jams. They took it fully disassembled. Um, they went above and beyond. We, they, they painted the, uh, the roof. Um, a, it's not wrap. It's actual paint. They painted the roof. A, I want to say it's a Ford tuxedo black. They painted even like the, the plastic towel, like, you know, where your, your windshield wipers are, they painted that uh, uh, black, they painted all the grills, uh, the diffuser, every, all the factory plastic stuff that fades after like three months, you know, this stuff is all, it, it'll look brand new for the rest of its life. You know, I mean, they really, they really did an awesome job and uh, it, it shows, it came out so nice, man. The cars, like I said, I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to making someone's day, you know, and being like, hey, you just won this car. I mean, shit, I hope it makes their year, right? But I mean, like, in my head, at the same time, I'm also like, I really don't want to give this car away. Man. It's, I mean, it's <laughs> it's such like because it's I, it's I want to put it in my garage. You know, what I, mean? I want to drive. You know. No, I get it. I get it. That's awesome. So this is a giveaway car. Yeah. I was looking. I was looking through the build sheet on your website like mm -hmm. 15 minutes before we started this because I was like, oh, I, I want to see this car because Grant keeps talking it up and it's a beautiful car. Um, yeah, the build sheet you. is very impressive yeah. um so how do you enter tell the people how you enter if they would like to and when does the giveaway yeah. end so uh, the giveaway the last day uh for entries can be the 31st right the end of this month um okay. which i'll be honest with you when we made that date i didn't even realize it was halloween but um but yes yeah, so it's gonna be the last day of the month uh and basically the entry is you know you go to our our corporate site which is uh g8onlycorp.com uh, you'll see on the main slider, there's a slider that says, you know, uh, race car giveaway. You go there and it explains it. But in a nutshell, um, you buy a T-shirt. T-shirts are, you know, $50. And, and when you get when you buy the T-shirt, you're getting five entries. You know, so the way I explain it is you're not really buying a T-shirt. You're buying five entries and we're giving you a T-shirt, you know. Right. Um, but yeah, and then the, the T-shirts get cheaper. So if you buy two T-shirts, you get a discount. Uh, the more you buy, I think it's up to like five or six. You'll just keep getting a further, further discount, you know. So the more you buy, the, the cheaper you're getting the entries. Um, you know, there's no limit as, as, as to how many you can buy. And, uh, you know, and that's pretty much it. I think it was today is the 19th. So we have a uh, little over you know, 11 days left, you know, to, to really get these, uh, you know, to get to get the chance to win. All right. and, and I will say too that, both Joe and I, uh, uh, you know, again, Joe, who he is too, were so particular on what shirts we wanted for these giveaways. So, mm -hmm. like, it's this is not the cheap shit. This is like the nice, like, high quality, like, what is it, Bella Canvas? I think is what we went or yeah, well, that, well, like the real cotton grant, like the real, yeah, like, like the real. Yeah. Yeah, like the really nice, and it's and it's all you know, high, super high quality printing. It's not that 
cheap iron on crap, you know, like yeah, we shirts actually, are gonna last. Yeah, we actually um in the interim of this, right? Uh, you know, for LS Fest, we had a, a bunch of t-shirts printed to bring down with us, you know. Um, and you know, I don't I don't remember the printer, uh Grant got me in touch with him. So, you know, shout out to that guy. I forget I forget who it was. But um you know, it, since then, you know, when we had come back from LS Fest, uh, there were so, so many shirts that had to be printed um, that going to a screen printer was just not feasible. You know, uh, saying I need one of these and three of those. And, you know, it was it was just not a, an option. Um, so we actually went out and we invested in uh, what a newer technology called DTG, which is direct to garment. Yeah. So we we went out and we bought uh, arguably one of the best direct to garment printers on the market, and we've actually been printing them in house since. Um, so you know we have uh, I mean we have a full setup. I mean I, shit, man, if, the, if this stuff doesn't work out, I could be a t shirt printer when this is all over because I yeah. <laughs> I might yeah. send some business your way. Hey, let me know, man. Let me. Know. It's <laughs> funny because I you know obviously I didn't buy it for that intent, but I mean you know three guys in my building have seen me. You know, um, you know, three other tenants have seen me here late nights printing shirts till 12 o'clock in the morning. They're coming over like, hey, you know, can you do mine? As a matter of fact, the guy right next door, uh, Case House Performance, he's a performance shop, LSLP guy. Um, you know, he, we're doing his hoodies. You know, when I got one of my guys, I'm like, yeah, I guess just print him off some hoodies, you know. But uh, it's really amazing. I, the technology is really cool. We ended up, uh, you know, picking up a printer, getting all the, you know, uh, supporting you know, uh, parts that you need and all the, all the, you know, the heat presses and the pre-treatment and all that. And, uh, we, we had like a cram session for a couple of days of just learning it. Cause it was, you know, you have to learn, you know, three or four months worth of training in a couple of days. Um, but we did it. And it, I mean, the shirts are amazing. They, I mean, they really come out great. They wash well. And the good thing about this, this stuff is, uh, you know, unlike the screen printing and the iron-ons and all that stuff, um, because it's ink, it's actually part of the shirt. You know, right. you, you don't you don't get that buildup. You don't get that, um, you know, where it's going to crack in the dryer because it's just like almost like a rubber on top of the shirt. It's actually just ink printed onto the shirt. So it's actually part of the shirt. Um, as a matter of fact, this shirt I have on, um, you know, we printed this one. I mean, I've probably washed this a dozen times, you know, and, you know, the picture still looks great on the back. I mean, you know, it, they – it's just a phenomenal uh you know piece of equipment and i'm actually happy that we have it you know will i get it probably won't get used much after we do the giveaway but uh you know it's uh it's really helping us out right now no that's where that's where goon that's where goon squad's gonna get all their merchandise from too next i'm gonna have to man just to just so it's not sitting back there you know get ready get ready it's coming (laughs) i'll send stuff your way grant will send stuff your way we'll keep that thing busy man Sounds good to me, guys. So, excuse me. What did you do for a living before you decided you were gonna see where G eight and would take you? <laughs> Shit, man. What didn't I do? Um, I hear you. Know, you. I, <laughs> so, um, I tried the whole working for people thing at a young age, um, and it that lasted all of about three and a half months, right? Until I realized that. Uh, I, I don't hate people. I just hate people that, um, are my bosses. Right. I mean, that makes sense. Like I, I, I think I have more of an authority issue than I have a people issue. I um, understand where you're coming from. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I tried, man, I, God's honest truth, man. I, um, you know, not to, uh, you know, 
pat myself on the back or anything like that. But I mean, I've, I've been a, a hustler for as long as I can remember, you know, I mean, I've always, I've always taken on more than I should. And I've always managed the way to get it done. And, um, you know, when it comes, when it comes to work, I mean, when I was, uh, I want to say when I was probably about 13 or so, um, a friend of mine's brother, um, was in college. I was a good friend of mine's brother was in college and he, uh, he started, um, I don't know if you're familiar with like, obviously everybody knows the name, but like Adobe Photoshop and Illustrator. I don't know how familiar you are with the programs, but, um, you know, back then Adobe was just kind of coming out and they were, um, they were really trying to take on the industry leaders at the time, which was like Corel draw and stuff like that, which is, you know, I'm dating myself, but it was a long time ago. And, you know, to do that, they were pretty much giving their software away for free to college kids to try to, you know, amp up some kind of interest uh, to make the switch. So my buddy's friend or my buddy's brother, um, you know, he had no interest in anything graphics or anything like that. So he used to just bring the, the software home and my buddy didn't have, want anything to do with it. So they would just give it to me. So since I was probably about 13 or 14, whenever the fir first, you know, version of Photoshop came out, I've just kind of been playing with it. And um, it's something that I, I self-taught myself. I, you know, I taught myself how to use the programs and Illustrator came out shortly after that. And I just kind of dove in head first. So when I graduated high school, at that point, I was already, um, I had already a client base built up of, you know, like graphic design clients, you know, and I, um, I was doing a lot of freelance stuff. And, you know, um, after high school, instead of going to college, I was just like, I, you know, I don't want to waste time. I want to get right into this career, you know, so I jumped in and I just was doing a lot of freelance graphic design. And, you know, I broke into web design at that time and a whole bunch of other things. Um, and then, uh, you know, I, I've had jobs in the interim because it was, it was, uh, you know, it was very much, you know, a side hustle. You know what I mean? It was like, it was like what I was doing, but it was freelance. So freelance, you're not guaranteed anything, you know? Um, so I used that experience to gain me uh, a job up in Manhattan, um, working for a toy manufacturer where, you know, uh, I actually got hired on as their, as their marketing, uh, I'm sorry, as their, uh, I, they called me graphics manager, whatever you want, you know, whatever that ends up being, but it was me and one of the guys. So, you know, it's like, you know, but uh, I ended up doing that for a while. And, um, and one day a buddy of mine, uh, it's funny as it would be it's the same kid whose brother was giving me the software, you know, years later, he calls me up one day and, and where I was working was very corporate and I couldn't stand it. You know, you got 9,000 bosses, nobody knows what's going on. And he um, calls me up one day and he was working at AT&T at the time. And he's like, man, he's like, I, I hate this. I'm like, yeah, me too. And he's like, dude, he's like, let's just quit right now. We'll start our own thing. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, I'm like, I'm down if you're down. And he's like, yeah, bro, let's do it. So we, we hung up the phone with each other. I went in my boss's office and I was like, all right, I quit. And he was like, what? I was like, yeah, I'm out of here. I'm catching the next train home. Don't bother calling me. And that was the end of that. And he did the same thing. He walked in his boss's office and quit. And the next day we started working on starting our own business and uh you know we actually started in grant space doing um you know marketing and advertising and stuff of that nature and we grew a business we did that for about seven or eight years um and funny as, as as luck would have it where i'm at right now where my warehouse is right next door where my buddy matt has the performance shop that used to be my old print shop 
because we ended up getting into, once we grew the marketing business, we started getting into large format printing when that was first coming up, you know, vehicle wraps and stuff like that. And we bought all the equipment. We had the big printers. We had the guys installing and everything. And, uh, you know, we did it next door here. And uh, we did that for a while. And I kind of just lost interest um, in the whole graphic design thing. You know, I, not, not that I lost interest in doing it. I lost interest in the customer base, um, as bad as that sounds. But I started competing with everybody who, you know, anybody who knew how to use Photoshop. You know, suddenly... You know, uh, customers didn't find value in, in professional graphic design when they could go to Fiverr.com and get a logo for $13. And, you know, I mean, even today I could walk into a Starbucks and say, I need a logo and, you know, who's here, who here can help and everybody in the Starbucks is going to raise their hand. Right. So um, I, I, I saw the writing on the wall a couple of years before that all happened. And uh, I got out of that. And uh, I, at that point, toward the end of that is when G8 only started. You know, and then uh, that's actually what we talked about before where I said, okay, I'm going to give this 40 hours a week and see what happens because now my schedule had freed up because I had left, you know, uh, my buddy, you know, um, which we're still friends. It, it was amicable. It was amicable. So, uh, you know, but that's, that's pretty much, you know, what I did up until this point. Now, was this, uh, was this, this, so I'm assuming this was all after your, uh, your repo job, correct? Because we're all car yeah. guys here. So, you I'll you were one of the repo guys, huh? I'll tell you, like I said, what haven't I done? You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> I've never I've never had uh, just one job. I've never worn just one hat. You know, so in the interim of all that, um, yeah, I, I actually while I was doing all that, I was I went to college. Um, I did I did also uh, did do repo for about two years, uh, and to this day, I still say that was the most fun I've ever had at a job. You know, even do it, even compared to what I do now, that was the most fun. I mean, it, the stories that I could tell you would, you know, would blow your mind. You know, it's just, it was great though. It was great. You know, um, the only thing that sucked was obviously the hours, you know, but, but other than that, I mean, <laughs> there was nothing bad about it. A lot of money to be made. You get to, you know, not that I'm a big fighter, but you get to fight people. Uh, you get to argue, you get to, you know, drive all over the state, steal cars. It was just a good time. It was a good time. Oh, it sounds like a great time. Yeah. See, the problem is I'm like 150 pounds soaking wet, so nobody thinks I'm threatening or <laughs> I'd probably go try it for six months, you know, just to see. But I'll tell you, man, it, you know what? A lot, it, it, you get one or the other. You know, we, we would always, it was 50, 50 shot. You'd either get the guy and it doesn't matter, you know, how big or small they were. You would either get the person who would, uh, would beg and plead and, you know, do anything at that moment, um, to get the car off the lift, you know, off the truck, or you get the guy who wants to knock your teeth down your throat, you know, and, it, and you never know, never know which guy you're getting, you know, and, um, you know, so you always have to just assume it's going to be, you know, the guy who wants to knock your teeth down your throat and go in there aggressive. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the stuff people offer you, you know, to, to take the car off a of boom is pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. Oh, I'm sure. I am sure. Yeah. Well, but, yeah, that was, a, that was a good time. I have some other business related questions for you, but first you, yeah. you are a car guy. I assume mm -hmm. you've always been a car guy. What was your dream car growing up? Uh, man, growing up, it was, uh, 
<laughs> actually, my first my first quote unquote dream car was uh, was a McLaren F1. Um, Good. Answer. I remember I remember when I was younger, um, and it first came out. My father had gotten me uh, a diecast, you know, McLaren. And, you know, it's one of the ones that you're like, you know, you don't touch. It comes in a nice little stand and everything like that. And uh, that lasted all of, you know, you know, five minutes before I had that thing on the ground and I was playing with it. And, but, man, that, to this day, I still love that car. And I honestly think it was the center, the center cockpit seating. I, I don't know. I don't know what it was about that. I was like, I remember that was the thing that drew me. I was like, I was like, holy shit, you sit in the middle? You know, because at the time, that was the first time I had seen that, right? I mean, on a, on a, on a you know, on a streetcar. And I'm like, you, that's where you sit. That's it. And I, I remember, I remember going everywhere I could to try to like find pictures of the interior, like just to see how it was laid out. You know, uh, to this day, I still feel like that had to be such a pain in the ass to get in and out of that car, you know, but I would have done it happily. Oh yeah. You know? They're wild though, man. Cause they weigh less than a Miata. <laughs> they have no mechanical aids, no traction control, no analog brakes. No, I don't even think no they power have steering. steering. No. No nothing, and they make six hundred and twenty-seven horsepower. Like, well, that's unheard of for back in the nineties. Yeah, yeah, and, and but it's crazy because I mean I remember, um, you know when I started like looking into these cars that you know um, that were always unobtainable, right? Like, uh, like even like I remember when I first really started paying attention to like the Acura NSX, you know. Um, and I, 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 I don't remember what the, what the power rating was of those um, at the time, but I remember reading on it. I'm like, that's it. That's all they make, you know, and it's impressive, you know, because it's a, you know, they, they make a car that is that big. It's a bit, pretty big body car. It's big, it's wide, it's low to the ground. It doesn't have an impressive amount of horsepower, but the things it's keeping up with supercars. It is a supercar, Jesus, you know, and, and, you know, uh, that type of engineering has always impressed me. You know, to, to where you could take something that seemingly, you know, doesn't make sense and somehow, you know, you, you make it into into a nasty car. You know, I mean, even like the like look at like half of the Lotuses, right? With the Lotus Elise, it's like, granted, it's not like a super fast car. It's bare bones. I mean, but, you know, these things rip in, in tracks, you know, in, in road coursing. I mean, they're, they're low to the ground. They got, you know, great power to weight ratio. But when you look at them, you're like, yeah, they've got 200 horsepower. Really? That thing? You know, and it's like, but. It rips. It's impressive. No, for sure. I want to get back into the business stuff. The the business space sure. really intrigues me. The whole motorsports um, sure, sure. field all intrigues me. But business, just in general, if you have a day where shit hits the fan and nothing seems to go right for you, how do you refocus and like rebound from that and keep moving? That's literally every Monday, dude. No, I, That's I, every <laughs> I know exactly. I've said today, I said it has been Monday morning all week and it's. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Some, some weeks are like that. Some weeks are just Mondays, you know, five Mondays stacked up. Um, honestly, man, it's, it's, uh, it's a mindset. You know, my whole thing is, is, you know, I know the job that needs to be done. And uh, regardless what happens, if you keep your focus on the end goal and just keep working toward that goal, that's where that's where you're going to end up is at that goal. Right. Um, you know, so when shit hits the fan, I mean, it's it's, you know, it's 
it's definitely um, something that you have to work on, you know, and I, I, to this day, obviously I'm still working on it, you know, but I mean, trying to stay focused and I, I'm self-diagnosed with adult ADD, you know, I'm, I'm like 90% certain I have it here, uh, but who doesn't in today's world, right? But, you know, for me, when, if, when things start sprawling out of control, right, as they often do, and, you know, you have the phone ringing, you have customers, you know, hitting you up on Facebook and Instagram and email and chat and everything else. And, you know, you got parts on back order and nothing's going right. And this got lost in shipping and this is da 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 And it just kind of waterfalls on top of itself. I, uh, you know, I, I basically pick a main project, right? I, I pick a main goal, like the biggest chore that has to get done that day. And I'll do that first. Right. And um, for me, leaving it till the end of the day, it just means it's going to happen tomorrow. Right. And then tomorrow I'm going to have a whole nother pile of shit on top of it. Right. So uh, for me, it's, it's always when things start getting out of control, I kind of, um, I put these headphones on and I kind of, I kind of mute everything else. And, you know, I focus on what I know needs to get done today, the big project that's going to take the most amount of time. And, you know, sometimes it takes, you know, it takes longer than it should, you know, I mean, shit, it's like, you know, it's like doing a break job, right? It should only take an hour, five hours later, you know, you're looking for a 10 mil and you're like, what the fuck <laughs> is going on? Right. Um, you know, and your wife's like, you told me an hour and you're like, just shut up and go back inside, you know, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it, 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 it's, it's, it's that type of situation. I, I'm going to, I'm going to focus on the thing that I know is going to take the longest chunk of time. And, you know, I'll let the rest of it kind of stack up, you know, and, and luckily I have a good team here, you know, that, that handles a lot of the phone calls and, and, you know, they, they play a lot of interference for me. Um, but at the same time, I mean, it, you know, it's a lot of times what ends up happening, it's like two o'clock in the afternoon, three o'clock in the afternoon. And now I finished that big thing. Right. And I now have three, three hours until it's five o'clock um, or less. And, uh, so okay here we go and I just I just put my head down and just grind harder than I did for the first part of the day you know and I just I you know I'll be if it's even if it's something like messaging people you know I mean I might have 40 messages 50 messages that I have to get back to and that's at three o'clock in the afternoon you know and and you know I remember I think I was talk, talking to Grant about this the messages are the hardest part man you know because yeah. you know um very seldomly are people hitting me up and and saying hey Joe um I want to buy this part, you know, just send me a link, you know, um, you know, that'd be great. But that, that, that's very few and far between most often it's, it's, you know, people who need, um, you know, who need some information, you know, people who, who have questions and I'm happy to answer them, but those, those, that simple question turns into a conversation and I'm a talker, as you can tell, right. So I'm a talker and, you know, I, I could blame myself for 90% of it, but I'll start, you know, bullshitting with this guy. And, you know, we're on like a friend level by the time the you know, conversation's over. And, you know, that one conversation took 15, 20 minutes, maybe even longer. And I'm like, okay, well, now I have three and a half hours or two and a half hours to answer the other 39 messages. And each one of them is a conversation. Um, you know, so I tend to have like, you know, 10 or 15 going at a time. And I'm literally, I, I mean, if you could see my screen, I, I literally just stack them up and I'm just answer, having 15 different conversations at one time. And then on my two other screens, I have, uh, 
you know, I have like my website open. So if somebody needs a link to something, I have YouTube on this side. So if someone asks me a question, I don't know the answer to, I can link them to a video with the answer, you know? So it's like, I'm, you know, I'm just juggling, uh, but I'm not saying it's the perfect process, uh, but it's, it's what works for me. No, good. Good. That was a great answer. Um, <laughs> definitely see a lot of similarities between myself and you as far as how we approach things like that. I'm definitely one that also goes after the bigger issue earlier in the day right. because I know how shit just gets pushed to the next day. And then, oh, yeah. Oh, it's Monday. We'll do it Tuesday. And then it gets pushed off and pushed off. And now it's Thursday afternoon. And I'm like, ah, shit, that had to be here like Monday morning. So, yeah, man. And you get get customers who are like waiting on answers. And you're like, I got, you know, I I mean, I've had people get mad at me quite often, you know, and I feel really horrible about it. But, you know, it happens. I mean, I, I, you know, a lot of times guys, um, you know, will hit me up and they'll ask me a question and they're like, right, they're right there on, on like the checkout button, you know, and they'll ask me a question just for, I don't know if it's just for confirmation, uh, affirmation. I'm not really sure. Um, but they'll reach out to me for whatever reason. And I, I, I had a guy a couple of weeks ago who, uh, it sticks with me because this stuff bothers me, you know, cause I don't, I, I, I don't like making people upset, you know, like that's one of my downfalls. I do not like when people are mad at me for whatever reason. And it's been a, it's, it's definitely a personality flaw. You know, a lot of people could just write that stuff off, but for me, it's like, it bothers me. I want to make everybody happy if I could, you know? And, um, yeah, I had this guy who had contacted me. It was like nine 30 at night, you know? And sometimes, I mean, I'm usually on my laptop answering messages till probably about one o'clock in the morning. I leave here and then I just go home and I, I, you know, it doesn't stop. I eat dinner and then I sit down and I'm, I'm on the laptop, you know? Um, we, we've had we've had business meetings the two of us at like 11 p.m some nights because like oh yeah that's just when we can get together truly that's just, <laughs> that's just doing business with grant yeah yeah, yeah facts yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah one of the guys you do business with is, uh has narcolepsy you have not <laughs> um, you know, but uh but yeah and that's usually how it goes and then you know and this guy, he ended up, uh, you know, he ended up hitting me up late one night. And um, unfortunately, I, uh, I, I missed him. I missed the message. You know, sometimes I need to just unplug and I missed the message. And uh, I think it was like nine o'clock the next morning. He had written me again saying, um, you know, basically, you know, saying, oh, well, since you didn't answer me, um, I bought it from this other guy. I'll never buy from you again. And da, 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 da. he was really upset about it. And yeah, I didn't even answer him back at that point. Um, you know, because in my head, you know, one part of me is like, "What, dude? You hit me up at nine thirty at night. It's it's eight o'clock in the morning. Like, who else did you get a hold of? Like, did you call Summit and they pick up the phone at midnight? No, I mean, you know, so it's not. But it, so part of me got defensive, but the other part of me, you know, was upset that I wasn't there to answer this guy's question as as you know as insignificant as the question may or may not have been, I don't know. He never asked it. You know what I mean? So he was just like, Hey man, what's up? And then I didn't answer him. And then he ended up buying something somewhere else because I didn't answer that question, whatever it may have been for him, you know? Fuck um, yeah. You know, and, and like I said, part of, <laughs> part of me has that, you know, part of me says that like, all right, dude, whatever, bro. Fuck him. But on the other part of me, I'm like, I'm like, man, like now, you know, now I have a guy out there who, who thinks 
who thinks badly about me. And anytime I'm brought up in a conversation and someone says, oh yeah, I was going to buy this from Giadoli. Now I have a guy saying, don't. I, I reached out to him one time and he ignored me. He leaves out all the other stuff, right? But he, he, oh, he just, he, he gives them the bullet points. I needed information. I needed help. He ignored me. I went somewhere else, you know, and, and it's like, okay, well, that's how bad publicity starts and that's how bad reputations start, you know, so it, it haunts me. No, I get yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've learned though, too, that in, in business that, you know, you got to draw a line. Cause at some point, I mean, these P I mean, that's so unrealistic to, have that expectation that someone's going to wait on you hand and foot to give you the information right now. Like, cause I used yeah. to be like that too. Uh, and, you know, and, and I was so concerned about, you know, losing a client or making a client disappointed or whatever, but it was like, man, there was, and, and I won't bring up the, the company that I was working with Joe, you and I have already talked about it. Yeah. He, he was like pinging me, you know, Thanksgiving, like dinner, we were visiting my family, like my uncle was like legitimately dying of cancer, like this was like hit the last Thanksgiving meal, right? And I got this client that's just fucking hammering me about like deadlines and where are we at with this and where are we at with that? So like, I'm having like panic attacks and I'm like, obviously making somebody upset. But at the same point in time, man, fuck them. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, and I hope that guy's listening too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But like he hits Joe up at 9:30 at night. Joe doesn't get back to him. Like you're not Amazon. You're not right. huge Amazon's, Amazon's not getting back to you at 9:30 at night. No, <laughs> Amazon's not getting back to you period because their entire customer service website's automated. It's a pain in the ass yeah. to you. Yeah, I know I had to go through it like last week and I was like, "Are you fucking serious?" Like it was a robot answering me. And it and they're not even shy about it. They're like, I'm AI. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll try to answer your questions. I'm right. like, uh, can you have a person that actually can answer my questions and not just try? What if I break your algorithm and then you're fucked? I'm fucked. You know, like, but, you know, it's, uh, customer well, and- service has always been big on me. And that's, that's one thing that, uh, like I mentioned before, how I try to set myself apart or see where other people drop the ball. And the biggest thing where people drop the ball in this industry and well, really most industries is customer service, right? I mean, people, there's no support. There's very little support before and there's none after, right? The sale. And, and I try to, I try to fill that gap, you know, and I, you know, I try to give people as much support as I can, you know, and yes, there are people who definitely take advantage of that. There are people who, who say, Oh, well, you know, they just, they get in the, that, that um, groove of like, Oh, well, Joe's always available. And then when I'm not, I'm an asshole. You know, and it's like, well, dude, like, I, you know, I'm a dude, I got, I got a wife, I got two kids, you know what I'm saying? Um, I, I can't, I can't always be at your beck and call as much as I would like to, you know, subconsciously, I would love to be able to just, you know, answer questions and help people through their shit, but it's not always uh, an option for me, unfortunately. Well, and, and he, you know, again, he's being very modest here. Uh, and, and this is coming from a space that I was friends with him before we worked together. Right. And I was actually a customer of his before we became friends. So he always wanted a discount. (laughs) (laughs) So, so this man has, has truly built a fantastic marketplace for a very niche brand and has built this brand um, where there are like legitimate memes about how fast his stuff shows up. So like 
I mean, it's all organic, like, and, and it's all, you know, Facebook and all that stuff. And, and people are sharing these memes around in these G8 pages where, you know, it's like, I, I think I even made one like back in the day with, you know, when I was messed around my camera, it was like, I placed an order and then like immediately there was like a knock on the door and like the box is right there. And it's like, you know, right. damn Joe, at least let me put some pants on first crap, you know? <laughs> well, you got those and, people too, who say like, I'll install the parts for them and everything else, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, so he's, he's being for the, for the viewers or for the listeners that don't aren't aware and haven't experienced, you know, he's, he's being very modest where he, I mean, truly his service is, I've never experienced anything like it. And again, this is coming from a customer first, right? Um, and, and, and that's why I was so happy to, you know, sing his praises here is because I mean, the, the culture is there, the service is there. And so now what's really cool is that now he has this established brand with this G8 only, and now he's bringing it out into, you know, LSX only, which is, you know, all LS cars. And he's bringing it into a haulers only, which is now servicing just, you know, trucks, like bro trucks and hauler trucks. And he's, you know, he's got an SS only, which is again, kind of a little niche, you know, Holden brand kind of thing. But I mean, shit, dude, he's, he's made it. <laughs> I'd say. Oh, I'm trying to. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you gotta, uh, I, I don't know, man, there's no, uh, for me, I don't look at, I don't look at accomplishments in that way, right? I don't, I don't um, value myself on what I've accomplished. I value myself on what I, I want to accomplish. And every time I, I hit a goal. I don't stop to bask in that goal. I say, okay, let's, you know, I hit the goal here. All right, let's move the marker out. You know, that what's my next goal. Now we have to work toward that goal. Right. Um, so it's always, you know, um, you know, Grant, Grant is right. I mean, there, there's definitely memes. There's definitely things that I do, uh, you know, to, to service my customers first, even above myself, you know, um, you know, he's not the first one to call me modest, but I, I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like if I, <laughs> if I say certain things, I just, I don't want it to come off braggadocious, right? I don't want it to come off like I'm full of myself or anything like that. I just, uh, I do what I feel, you know, I try to do for my customers what I would want other companies to do for me as a customer, you know, granted that it doesn't happen. I mean, that's how I know I'm excelling at it because I don't get customer service like I provide from anybody you know so uh I know that I'm I'm there with that as far as I as much as I can be I'm sure there's areas I could improve but um you know I I just keep going really basically Joe's the shit that's all I'm saying yeah that's all that's all that matters though Joe would you say (laughs) would you say that the habit of not really basking in the glory of an accomplishment and just staying focused and moving towards your next task and your next thing you want to accomplish would you say that habit is one of the habits that has helped you continue to keep growing and keep climbing probably probably yeah because um you know for me it's always been um you know not to get too deep into it right but like for me you know i grew up with nothing right i had i didn't have anything growing up um you know my parents worked their asses off uh but you know 
you could work as if you work if you if you work at a dead end job, you could work as hard as you want. You work your fingers to the bone. If it doesn't pay enough, it doesn't pay enough money to do, you know. And if uh, if you don't have the means to do it yourself or anything like that, I mean, you're kind of stuck. So you know, my parents worked their asses off and did whatever they could. My father had several jobs, and you know, uh, to this day, I mean, he you know, you know, he's things have changed for him quite a bit, but. Um, you know, to this day, even like, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't know how to treat himself, right? Like he doesn't even, you know, he won't buy himself nice shit, you know, anything. I mean, like just the other day I, I had, I had purchased, I bought him an iPad, right? Um, because, you know, he's, he's come over and he's used mine and he, I mean, he uses it for work, you know, and, and he'll use mine because it's bigger than his phone, right? So he'll like play with it and he'll like do his work stuff, his calendar and stuff on there. And, and I'm like, dad, why don't you just get one? You know, and he's like, oh man, I, you know, I, they're a lot of money. I'm like, but you have the money now, you know, like what, what's the problem? And he just, in his mind, he's blocked out that I don't have, you know, I don't have the money to do this, you know? Um, so I bought him one, you know, and, and, and he was obviously very happy about it, but even now he's like, oh, I, I can't accept this and blah, blah, blah. But like, and that's his mentality. Right. So my, so I get that from him where for me, it's just, I don't look at what's been accomplished. I just keep going. I just keep going forward. You know, um, you know, if, if you grind, you grind, that's it. You know I mean? There's no point where you're like, okay, I'm done. Right. I'm not going to work hard anymore. I'm not going to, you know, uh, you know, in my head, it's unfathomable. Like at what point do you say, okay, I'm not going to take care of my customers anymore. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to, provide good service anymore like no i'm, I'm gonna keep doing that and and you know money aside you know yeah i make i make a living for myself but at the end of the day it's uh you know it's i don't i couldn't even tell you the last time like i looked at my bank account and and saw and said oh yeah okay well when they hit this number i'm what what's the edge for you know why give yourself an edge why say okay i'm when i get here what you're going to retire? Like, no, when I get here, I'm just going to keep going forward. So I'm not even going to think about a stopping point. I'm just going to keep going, you know, and, and, and that's it. I mean, it's a, you know, I only have one speed when it comes to this type of stuff. It's just keep, it's just go right. Not to, not to quote my dude over there, but like, just keep going. Right. And uh, that's, that's where I'm at with it. Good for you, dude. Do you think there are any other habits? Do you have any other habit? I'm a huge habit guy. And I just read um, Atomic Habits. I don't know if you read books or listen to audio books or anything. I just finished right. Atomic Habits. And it talks about how doing like even the smallest ha habits can continue to build into it all snowballs at the end of the day. If you do sure. Like, make your bed in the morning and that becomes a habit after so many days and whatever else. Yeah. Do you have any habits? Do you feel like you have any habits that help you be successful in business and, or help you stay focused, help you continue to push? Like, I understand, like, it sounds like you and I probably grew up pretty similar. Mm -hmm. So you have that driving force, but are there any, trying to figure out how I want to word it sure um just we'll any, edit it out and post <laughs> any habits that keep you focused or keep keep things simple for you because you and I really have a lot in common I feel well uh well that's good I mean you know um I wouldn't say that I have I have habits 
um, that keep me focused. It, it's you know, and I, I'd be lying to you said if I said I was focused. I mean, the only thing I'm the only thing I'm focused on is is doing better, right? So, um, you know, I don't, you know, um, in school, right? Like people are like you know, I mean, not to switch gears, but in in school, right? Everyone's everyone's trying for a certain grade, right? Everyone's like, oh, you got the guys who's like, hey, man. If it's a D, it's for me. I know D's passing, right? I'm only trying to get a D. I'm only trying to get a C. I'm only trying to get a B, right? And you got the people who are trying to get an A, right? Because A is the top, right? But what if A is not the top? Right. What if A What if A is just the wall that you're putting in front of yourself, right? You're saying, I'm going to hit the A, and then what? What, you're going to do just enough to get the A, right? Um, and what if the A is easy for you? Do you just stop there and you don't, you don't keep pushing yourself? Like I don't have, ha the only habit I have is trying to do more tomorrow and better tomorrow than I did today. You know, so if we could call that a habit, then yeah, that's, that's my habit. My habit is, is okay. Uh, today I did a hundred tasks. Well, tomorrow I'm going to try for 105, right? Um, today I, I shipped out, 40 packages. Well, tomorrow I'm going to try to ship out 50, you know, um, whatever it is. And, and, and for me, I spend a lot of my time now that I have guys who I'm able to, you know, designate work to and stuff like that. I spend a lot of my time trying to streamline um, the processes. And I honestly, it's not even, it's not even for me. It's, it's, it's really for my customers, right? I, I, I try to make their life as easy as possible. Right. If I can make it less confusing for my customers to find a part and know that that part's for their car and know it's going to do what they need it to do and buy that part and track that part and get that part and install that part. If I could be a small part of all that, that makes all those little things in their day go a little bit easier, then that's my goal. Right. But we're highly transactional. So it's, 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 that's my goal for, you know, 70 or 80 or a hundred people a day. Right. Um, so how do I streamline that process? Right. So, so I, I try to do things that I try to answer questions that aren't even asked yet, you know? Um, and I try to give, give my customers an easier, an easier day. I'm not really, for me, I, no days are easy. You know, I'm just, uh, you know, if someone said, Hey, Joe, you know, uh, like my wife actually asked me all the time. She's like, She's like, don't you have, you know, I'll, she'll be, I'll be working at, at night or whatever. She'll go to bed and I'm like, I'm going to stay up for a little bit, you know? And she's like, why are you doing this? Like, don't you have guys that could, you know, that, that you hire, that you pay to do this stuff? I'm like, yeah, but they took that work off my plate. And that doesn't mean I have an empty space on my plate. I just, now there's something else there, right? So now I have to do that. Like I, it's, there's no, there's no um, shortage of things that need to be done, right? That can help streamline or help make the, the entire business or the entire experience be better. So if I'm able to give you something that is going to take it off of my plate and I can trust that you're going to do it, well, that's great. Now I'm just going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to take this other thing or I'm going to think of something to fill that void. You know what I mean? That, that now I could, now I can do this now, you know? Um, and I'm also like, I, like, even when there is nothing to do, I'm still doing something like even you could ask Grant, like, I mean, he was doing a video and we were talking, what was that? You were doing the three weeks left video. Right. And mm -hmm. 
and me and him are talking and and he's like yeah i'm gonna do it and da, 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 and he, the guys are working on it and i'm sitting there watching tv and it's just eating at me right and i, I don't know why i know grant's gonna do it right i know he's fully capable he hasn't let me down yet right so i know he's gonna do it and what am i doing I'm on fucking my end with fucking Adobe Premiere open, like making a video. And I sent it to him. And, that, and, and I mean, how many times has Grant, Grant, how many times have you said to me like, Joe, yeah, like fucking you pay us to do this. Let me do it. And I'm like, bro, I, I can't stop. <laughs> you know? Dude, so, so, so what for the, again, for the, for the listeners who don't understand the dynamic here. So I run a marketing company and we do business development and so, and Joe obviously came from very similar space. And because Joe and I are friends, I was like, bro, let me come on. I'll help fulfill, you know, fill the holes because my, my skill set is, is scaling a business, right? Which is where Joe is at. He needs to scale. So I come in and basically say, look, you, you know, pay me X, whatever. We'll come in, we'll fill all the holes that you need filled. So we're doing some social media stuff for him. We're doing some video work for him. We're doing some Google ad, you know, the, the whole spiel. Right. And, um, <laughs> This is the first, literally the first time ever where I've had this weird client dynamic where I will produce work for him and he immediately answers back with that same work that I did, but with his own twist on it. And I'm just like, hold on, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> hey, 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 why am I spending all this time doing this? <laughs> <laughs> but it, it honestly, it, it's who he is and it, it's an interesting effect because, uh, you know, I know I'm very competitive, right? So I, of course, never want to be outworked. So by him setting this pace, it's, it almost makes us compete against each other, which is just a, a recipe for wins all around. Because if I win, he wins. And if he wins, I win. Like, so it's, yeah. it, it's, it's a pretty cool dynamic, honestly. And, and, and it, something like that doesn't come along in business very often just to hear you guys banter back and forth a little bit. That's, I mean, I don't have any friends that I'm real close with in business, but yeah, I think it's great that you guys were friends before you worked together. And it's just funny to hear the dynamic. Um, well, and then I don't know if you, you know, again, I bringing this up now, cause we can edit it out later or whatever, but Joe, if you remember me telling you kind of in passing that I had like a CNC guy, that's, that's this one. That's this guy. Remember when we were, oh, okay. uh, I wanted wow. to come up with the block design and offer our own like air ride setup for the G8 and the SSs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's this guy. So, and you know, again, we can leave this in the podcast cause it's cool. Cause you know, we're doing business, but I want to make this happen. Cause I think there's a big market for the air ride stuff for the G8 and the SS, because there's really only one kit available and it's in Australia and it's $7,900. Yeah. It's stupid expensive. Um, so we need to make that happen for sure. Cause that would be something really cool that we could, you know, offer. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, one of the things too, that a lot of people, uh, you know, forget about and i've been guilty of this myself right is is you know we have this niche group right the gh the ss is right um and we kind of bulk them in together and we leave out the caprice you know and uh yeah they're those guys are nah, weird but you know <laughs> they are weird like green, and you know <laughs> their money is green <laughs> yeah 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 their money is green and but I will, I will say this you know um the caprice guys right i you know 
yeah, you you know, I'm not gonna lie, you get some that are weird, but I've seen them plenty of GA guys that are weird too, right? Um, oh yeah. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm just busting balls because one of my yeah. really good friends has has one and we go back and forth all the time it's like man he's like a paste eater or something i swear to god uh, a buddy of mine just picked one up the, like uh, i want to say about a month or so ago and uh i make fun of him all the time i'm like bro i can't believe because he's got an ss too and he's got a nasty ss you know and he's like uh oh i'm gonna daily it and i'm like bro i'm like come on and he's like you know he's like this, this spanish dude from the bronx i'm like you really want to be driving through the fucking bronx in a cop car bro like for real but uh <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you know, we, we forget about them, but, you know, uh, uh, a lot of the parts, like, like you just mentioned, you know, for example, the air ride and stuff like that, like that would also fit that market, you know? Um, and I'm seeing a lot of these, these Caprice guys. I mean, they're, they're really throwing money at these cars. I mean, they really are. Um, and one of the reasons is they're able to pick them up so cheap. You know, you get, get on a police auction for, you know, sub $10,000 for, you know, I mean, he's got a shit ton of fucking idle hours on it, right? He's got like 9,000 idle hours on it, but who cares? You know what I'm saying? So, so big deal. You had a cop in there eating fucking donuts for 9,000 hours. At the end of the day, it's got low mileage on it. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, and, and they're good cars, you know, and they, it's a good platform to start with if you're into like that big body, you know, LS car. Um, yeah. And who cares if it's got miles on it, even because it's an LS you can go to literally any junkyard and get one, like. Bro, yeah, I, I, bro, I, I I know people driving fucking old Vortec, you know, uh, you know, what are they, the Chevy Express vans, you know, like fucking over over half a million miles on them, you know, and it's like, oh shit, how many times you rebuild the motor? Like, what are you talking about, bro? I change the oil every eight thousand miles. You're like that, what? You know, I mean, yeah. These, look man these cars don't these motors don't take much to keep to keep beating you know that's why i think it's funny because it, it, on the other on the flip side i mean i've also seen them pop five thousand miles out of a dealership so it's like you know it's, yeah, it's uh, t- still still too soon joe still too soon yeah, yeah. No, too soon. I'm, I'm on my what my third one now i think my third motor Every, i've lost count here, i'm sure everybody here is window to block or two you know what i mean like <laughs> okay <laughs> Yeah, I still haven't seen Grant's car. I've known Grant. Nobody has. What? It don't even like exist, bro. Three, it's four. not real. Yeah, we've been friends three <laughs> or four years. I haven't even – I've seen pictures of it. So, like, as far as They're I know, not pictures, bro. pictures off of Google. You're not even seeing pictures, bro. They're just fucking <laughs> renders. But, I man, he, he don't tell anybody. He fucking – he made it. It's a – it's all it's all part of the simulation it's all part of this simulation none of this is real it's time to wake up gentlemen he said it and you were like custom fucking forza picks and like yeah that's the car i got it i swear i swear it's coming back it'll it's be real, here right. soon it's funny because a, a good friend of mine my buddy jay um same scenario when I mean, guys got a nasty car right and uh we all bust his balls all the time because no one ever sees the fucking thing. I mean, it's nasty. I mean, it's, you know, I won't put his info out there, but he's he's putting down power. The car's a beast. It's one of the cleanest G8s I've ever seen in my life. And, uh, you know, if I hadn't seen this shit on per- in person, I wouldn't believe it existed, man. You know, and it's funny because we, uh, we always, when we reference this car, we always call it the, the cardboard cutout. You know, like, bro, you don't even have a car. Like, you printed out a life-size cutout you just take pictures of every now and then. Like, you pop in the garage and take pictures of this cardboard cutout make everybody think you've got a car because you never see the fucking thing, you know? Even now, I don't even think he's seen it. It's down at, uh, it's down getting some, you know, secret sauce on it for the last year and a half. You know what I'm saying? So, it's like. Story of my life. Bro. Oh. I, I tell you, I told you, I took my G8 out once this whole summer. 
once because I yeah, I work all fucking day every day, you know. So like I took my GA out one one day. I brought it to work, and I'm coming on the parkway going home, and I and I you know I mashed the gas like just to get on the park. Well, I you guys are both from PA, right? Yep. Yeah. So here in Jersey, right, like we have the Garden State Parkway, which runs down the East Coast, which is like our our it's like the turnpike, you know, uh, for New Jersey. But um, you can't get on it. You can't even like get on the street, uh, you know, the, the the Parkway unless you're doing like 85, right? I mean, that's like the minimum. Um, I mean, Dude, I drove down. I drove down to hang out with him for the weekend. My God. Like, I thought I drove like I was in GTA, dude. The people from Jersey are next level. Jersey is another planet. (laughs) It is, bro. And it's a planet of fucking aggressive drivers. Like, we, like, it's, you know, it's funny because, like, I didn't realize it because obviously I'm from Jersey, right? And, And, you know, I didn't realize the whole, like, how aggressive we drive. That's just how I drive, right? Until I went to another state, you know, like, you start traveling. Um, I remember the first time I was, you know, I was like 18, 19, I think, and I was driving down to Florida and I'm on 95 and bro, everybody on 95 must've thought I was the biggest piece of shit, bro. But I am honking horns. I'm giving fingers. I'm like, get the fuck out. Cause I'm doing like a hundred, you know, and everybody else, like, especially like going through Virginia and stuff like that, everybody else is just doing like whatever the speed limit is fucking 50. Right. Like, and I'm just, I'm ripping. And at the time, that's just how, I mean, now I know you go through Virginia, you just, you know, you do what they, they do, you do what they tell you to do, right? But, yeah. um, yeah, know, Virginia I, State Troopers are no joke. No, no, bro, I don't driving care. through Virginia. I just drove <laughs> through there the other week with a speedometer that doesn't work and tires on the car that are the wrong size. I was using Waze <laughs> to keep track of my fucking speed. It was the worst. I would have called a fucking flatbed and been like, yo, told me to the other side of Virginia. I'd say I will sometimes if I'm going south, like I have the motion, like the notion to like put in the GPS, like avoid Virginia. I'll drive 900 miles out of the way just not to get into Virginia. Cause it's, it's hard. I remember I was coming into Virginia uh, five, five, six years ago and I'm driving down to Georgia and uh, I'm on the phone and I I, I see the, the sign, right? It says like, you know, welcome to Virginia. I see it up ahead and I'm like, yo, let me go. Cause you know, I mean, fuck that. I ain't, you know, like they put you in jail for a cell phone call down there, right? So I'm, as, bro, as soon as I break into Virginia, right? Um, literally, like this motherfucker must have been behind the sign, right? I come into Virginia, he's on me, on me. Like, I'm like, am I even, am I even, I'm still breathing, I'm still breathing the air from the other state. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, like and pulls me over and writes me a ticket for 10. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm not even like, can you do that? I'm not even in this state. Like, I'm not a resident of this state. You know, I always thought that, you know, you didn't have to worry about that. He was like, oh, yeah, oh. they don't care. Yeah, he's like, he's like, I don't know if you can, but I'm, I'm doing it. Here's your ticket. <laughs> you know, and uh, Dude, we almost, we almost got arrested in Virginia driving through. So we do uh, the other part of my, my stuff that we do is we do a lot of like video work with uh, like tactical companies and stuff. So I have, uh, I'm always doing like you know, military-esque type videos. And uh, so we were coming back from Virginia, coming back into PA. And I had one of the guys that I was filming with who is, you know, Purple Heart Delta unit guy, you know, like clandestine type stuff. And so I'm driving the rental car. He is passed out sleeping next to me. And in the trunk is like 10 ARs, bunch of plates, you know, 
full full kits. We got the nods, you know, all the night vision goggles and stuff. And, yeah, and uh, edit that out. You're gonna want. Yeah, edit right, that. right. I was gonna say, Grant, why the fuck would you say that? <laughs> right. you so, they, 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 this shit ain't even being streamed, and they heard that shit. <laughs> so we get we get pulled over. I was doing. I'm not kidding. Three miles an hour over the speed limit, but it was like 11:30 at night. So he pulled us over, and uh, the guy that I was filming with had a sidearm. He had his he had his gun on his on his side. You know, thankfully he was all legal and stuff, but. That, of course, set the cop off. The cop wanted to check the vehicle. And I'm like, uh, sure, you know, go ahead. You know, because I knew everything was legal. But uh, apparently there's Still some, a lot like, of explaining to do. Yeah. Do, yeah. Well, then there's some like really weird gun laws in Virginia that like, I got to be honest, I just wasn't even aware of. And thankfully, the officer was really <laughs> cool because he was. You can't drive was... around with an AR-15 on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, there was some like. There was some weird rule about like you could only have so many rounds per so many magazines. Like it was like this real stupid like yeah yeah exactly. Yeah. And um, thankfully the officer was was also a prior unit guy. So like otherwise I mean I would have been going to jail because he I mean he flat out said he's like yeah I have enough here that we can hold you here like like federal time kind of thing. He's like but you know mm. yeah oh if, yeah for yeah it was serious because it's it's you're moving arms across the borders and stuff you know what i mean like yeah anyway that's my story yeah, well, <laughs> virginia sucks <laughs> note yeah, to self uh, don't go through virginia with uh you know <laughs> with an arsenal in the back of the truck right <laughs> so what else you got bailey um i don't know everything's been super positive right now i don't even know that i'm really want to bring it up but i gotta ask joe what oh, has boy. been your biggest mistake in all of your businesses my biggest mistake um honestly i mean you know my biggest mistake is 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 trusting companies and people at their word um that has bit me in the ass more times than I could tell you. Um, you know, it's I have this uh this notion, right? Like this it's more of like a it's more of like a positive thinking, right? Like I like I I assume that everybody takes pride in their work. I assume that everybody works as as diligently and as hard as I do to keep customers happy and to be transparent and stuff like that. And, you know, um, I've come to the conclusion as of late that, you know, that's just simply not the case. And people um, will lie to you to get a sale. People will, um, you know, blow smoke up your ass just to, just to shut you up. And, you know, nine times out of 10, if they tell you something, it's it's bullshit right and that and that's that's been my biggest issue is trusting people at face value you know and i've always been i was brought up where you know when i meet somebody um you know first time i meet you you know like you know how people say like you have to build trust in somebody i'm the opposite right the first first time i meet you i give you 100 percent trust I don't know you. I have no reason to think that you are anything other than what I see at face value, right? So I give you 100% trust, 
um, uh, what's what I'm looking for? Um, I don't know. I just have a hundred percent faith that you are a decent person, a decent human being, and you're going to do what you tell me you're going to do. Right. Uh, and then, you know, if you hold up, it's, it's harder to keep that trust than it is to earn it. Right. So, you know, more often than not, people lose it, you know, but it's very hard to get back once it's gone. But at the end of the day, it, it ends up biting me in the ass, you know, because for example, um, and this isn't anything specific, I'll just give you like a, a rough example. Like if I have a manufacturer, like let's say I order um, tires, right? Let's say I order tires, right? And, you know, the manufacturer tells me like, okay, we have, uh, you know, we got them running now and we're about six weeks out, right? I'm taking that as their word. I'm taking that as the truth, right? Because at that point, there's no skin in the game for either one of us, right? I haven't sold them yet. He hasn't taken my order yet. He could easily say they're six months out. He could say they're six years out, right? And we'll know going into it what the situation is. But he tells me they're six weeks. I now, having the word of this person who works at the manufacturer, the, the person in the know, right? The person who would know, um, I now have their word. And now I say to my customer who wants to buy tires, yeah, man, look, we're out of them at the moment. I just talked to the manufacturer. We're about six weeks out. He says, okay, great. Let's buy them. Right? He buys them. I put the order in. Right. Um, or I say to my, I say to them, okay, listen, I just sold a set. So send me 10 sets. I'll send him a set when they, you know, mine get here. Okay, great. Six weeks, six weeks go by at this point. I've, you know, I've had a million conversations. And, and uh, so it's, it's not, I don't want to say out of sight, out of mind, but it's impossible for me to keep track of every order that's been placed up to this point. Right. So six weeks go by and, you know, um, I might not be the one to remember and say, let me check with this tire manufacturer, but you, the customer, like, you know, you only have to remember one order. I have to remember 500, right? So you call me up and say, Hey, Joe, what's going on, man? It's been six weeks. You have a tracking number. And I say, Oh shit, man. Thanks for calling me. Let me, let me reach out. Let me just find out what's going on. Right. So I call up the manufacturer and they tell me, uh, yeah, the date got pushed back. We're, uh, you know, we're looking at another 12 weeks. And I'm like, wait, what? You know, now, if you would have told me from the beginning that it was going to be 18 weeks, we wouldn't have had a problem. He probably still would have bought the tires and he wouldn't even be thinking about it for another 12 weeks. But you told me six. Right. Um, and then I go back to the customer who's pissed off, but he's like, you know what, bro, I'm already six weeks in. I'll wait another six weeks or I'll wait another 10 weeks. Right. And he waits and 10 weeks go by and I call you up again and you say, hey, man, sorry, they got pushed back till January. And I'm like, what? So now we're whatever. We're three, four months out now. And I'm like, so you expect this guy who I told on your word that it was going to be six weeks to now wait six months, right? And then I cancel an order, right? The customer gets pissed off. He's not mad at you. Or he's not mad at the manufacturer, right? Because he wasn't working with the manufacturer. He's working with me. So he's mad at me because I lied to him. I co-signed your lie. Right. And now he's mad at me. Uh, he cancels the order. I go to you and I say, or the manufacturer, I say, Hey, I need to cancel this order. 
and manufacturer says some dumb shit like, all right, man, well, there's a 15% cancellation fee. And I'm like, excuse me? You lied to me for the last three and a half months, and now I'm the one who has to pay a penalty on this? You know? Um, and that, honestly, man, that happens so, so often. And there's no way for me um, to get around it, right? I mean, because I could tell you, I could tell the manufacturer up front, listen, dude, I need, an, I need a realistic timeline, what we're looking at. And he says, all right, man, well, normally we say six weeks. It's really 10. All right, it's really 12. Okay, great. Thank you for being honest. 12 weeks go by, and it got pushed back. It could be another 12. You know, there's no way for me to combat that. Um, but that has been, that's been my biggest, my biggest issue is, is I take people at their word, you know, and, uh, and, you know, I'm dealing with it currently with the product. I, I dealt with it last year with a huge product, um, you know, that was about a hundred thousand dollars worth of sales, you know, and it was a huge product that went over very well. And, and, you know, it was a product that was being manufactured by the person. I was buying it direct from the manufacturer. It was a small company. They were a small fab company. Um, and they're like, yeah, dude, we, you know, we can bang these out. We can do one a day. It's not a problem. We have the jig set up. Everything's good. You know, so they made it like, fuck, this is what we do, but we're a fab company. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we fab all day. Okay, cool. You know, so I sell X amount of parts, about a hundred grand worth, and I send them the money, money spent, right? And I think the last one went out a year later, a year. And I told all my customers it would take four to six weeks because that's what I was told. You know what I'm saying? And you know how many I ordered? <clears throat> Less than mm. 25. Less than 25 pieces. And it was supposed to take a couple days a piece. And it took oh, a year to fulfill my orders. You know what I'm and it's like, now who looks like an asshole in that situation? If me. that happens again, if that happens again, call me. That's what I do for a living. That's what we do. I do okay. all sorts of like Grant said, I do the CNC side of things. I do all the machining side, but I work for a huge company, not huge company. I work for a decent sized company that we're a machine and fab shop. We do custom machinery design. We do everything from the design process, the whole way up to install. We do custom machinery basically, but we will okay. do pretty much anything. Yeah, money's green. You'll take the job. Yeah. Money's Absolutely. green. We'll take the job. But I know exactly what you're saying with this. This has been the last two, two and a half years for anybody in a manufacturing or a sales industry. The whole supply chain has been so far fucked up. It's, you know what I mean? And they're all, I hate, I, and this is one thing I, I try to tell people, right? Like, one thing you don't have to worry about with me, and it's obviously it's easy to say, right? But one thing you don't have to worry about with me is, is hearing a lie, right? I don't lie. And um, one of the main one of the main reasons that I'll probably never lie is because I have a fucking horrible memory. My memory is quite possibly the worst, right? Um, so for that reason, I mean that's not the only reason, but that's that's a damn good reason not to lie, right? Because I'm not going to remember what bullshit story I gave you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you know, what I'm saying like I'm going to if I lie to you, I there's a 99.9 percent .9 chance I'm going to get caught in that lie. If you ever fucking fact check me, it's going to, it's not going to add up. You know what I'm saying? No, I guess uh, you. Trust me. I mean, whatever, even little white lies, I tell my wife, like, hey, did you buy this on Amazon? What oh, the fuck are you talking about? And then, like two weeks later, not even two weeks later, the next day, she'll be like, hey, what'd you buy on Amazon? I'm like, oh, I bought this. And she's like, what's happened? I thought you said you did. I was like, oh, shit. You know, like, I don't remember. So for me, I'm not going to lie to you because I'm not going to remember what lie I told you, you know? Um, 
And and that's my biggest thing is the lies, right? And and I'll be honest with you, man. I am so I am so fucking sick of of the lies that I hear about why things are backed up, why things are back ordered. You know what I'm saying? Um, when in reality, bro, be honest. You know why things are back ordered? Uh, because you can't find workers worth a fucking shit. Because nobody wants to work. Because for the last two years, we told everybody you can make twelve hundred bucks sit on your fucking ass watching reruns of, of sixteen and pregnant. You know what I'm saying? And you're gonna the government's gonna give you twelve hundred bucks. And if that's not enough, every couple months we're gonna pump your your bank account with an extra fourteen hundred bucks for the stimulus, right? And don't worry, because you're gonna be pay, you know your grandkids are gonna pay it back. Not your grandkids. Your grandkids will be on welfare, but everybody else's grandkids are gonna have to pay this back. You know what I'm saying? And that's the real issue, right? We don't have the workers, and the workers we do have don't want to work. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting parts. I won't bring specifics into it, but I, I got something the other day that cost about $11,000, right? And it, it's a custom-built piece. And I got it, and I had somebody else who's a professional in the, in the industry go through it for me. And in one day, they found like, half a dozen things that were fucked up with it and i'm like where's your quality control when i'm having a custom built piece a custom built part made that costs twelve thousand dollars and you have professionals on your end building it and we get it and my guy who's one guy takes it apart and within the first couple of hours finds four or five things that were wrong with it right so you know in reality it's all, to me, I don't believe anybody. When they tell me, oh, we're backed up because of this, or the prices went up because of this, I don't believe them. You know what I'm saying? Um, I had an issue with a manufacturer about six months ago where I went to order something for a customer, and it was a custom-built, you know, it was a supercharger. And, um, you know, these things aren't kept on the shelf. You know what I'm saying? It always has to be, like, built to order, you know? And... I put the order in and they say, okay, it's uh, an extra $800. And I'm like, well, what for? They said, oh, well, there's a, a surcharge. I said, surcharge? I said, why don't you just call it what it is? Call it a price hike. Right? And he said, well, it's not a price hike. It's temporary. I said, bullshit, it's temporary. I said, it's going to be this price now for a year or so. And that's just going to be the price. And then you're going to take off the word, you know, you're going to take off the words surcharge and that's just going to be your price now, right? But I said, explain to me how I'm supposed to go to my customer and tell them, hey, you know, that $7,500 you just sent me, you owe me another 800 because the manufacturer decided to throw in some random fucking surcharge for no reason. So I asked him, I said, well, what's the surcharge for? And he tells me, he goes, oh, well, you know, aluminum is up, inflation, right? So real quick, while well, I got this on the phone, I Google it, and aluminum, right, because he said materials were up, right? Aluminum at the time was up 2.7%, right? So I said to him, I said, look, dude, I said, correct me if I'm wrong, but your kit is made, what, at least 95% out of aluminum, right? With the exception of silicone hoses and, you know, a uh, steel blade, right? It's all aluminum. And he said, yeah. I said, well, aluminum is up 2.75%. Let's round it off to three, right? Where's the other 7% coming from? Because you charged me a 10% spike. I said, where's that coming from? Explain to me how your cost of materials went up 3%, not even, but your that 3% spike is costing me 10%. Explain my, man does, my man doesn't miss. No, that, that's a fair question. That's Yeah, 
And of course, his answer was, you know, because like any other company that shove it off, you know, shove the hard questions off to somebody else, you know, I, I'll give you something you're probably used to hearing, you know, it's like, we'll, we'll circle back, right? Yeah. Um, we'll circle back to that, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll find out and I'll let you know. Yeah, I didn't, I never knew. I still don't know. I mean, I know, I mean, realistically, we know, right? It was a, it was a cash grab, right? Right. And that's all it is, but, but be honest. And that's the problem that these companies are not, they're not honest. And unfortunately, it makes me appear not to be honest. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's, that's what I hate more than anything else is, is just, just be honest. You know, when people ask me something, I give them the most honest answer I know. You know, if, if somebody asks me how something works, you know, look, I, I sell parts. I'm a car guy. But I'm not a, I'm not a, a GM master tech. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not getting off the phone here and going in the other room and, you know, and, and getting on the phone with GM and telling them all the diag that I just did on their brand new motor that I ripped apart and fucking, and, and mic'd everything. That's not what I do. You know, so when someone asks me the question, if it's out of my field of depth, I say, I don't know, man, I, but I know people who know. So let me do the research for you and I'll get you some intel and I'll get back to you. Right. But do you think other people do that? No, they take yeah. a shot in the dark. Like, oh yeah, that's for this. Okay, cool. Boom, pop the motor. It should be this. Pop the motor. What do they care? It's not their motor. Nope. And they you know ain't fix it. It's not their money. You know. So he and, he does he does all this shit right. Does all this extra step, and he still gets people to get mad at him because he didn't respond to a Facebook message at nine thirty <laughs> p.m. Is this what you meant by circle back? We circle back yep. to that now. Yep, yep. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds to me like Grant, Grant is holding a grudge on that. Um, yeah, fuck that guy in particular. I, 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 hope, he, I hope I he listens to this was, podcast. Man. Bro, uh, yeah, who knows, man? I couldn't tell you what his name was I could, uh, at this point. Yeah. Yeah, but you wouldn't believe you wouldn't believe when people get mad at me. You, like, you know the calendars, right? Like the last year I did the calendar. Right, we did... Um, we did votes, right? I had people vote on who they wanted, you know, who they wanted to do, who want, who they wanted to be in the calendar. So everybody submitted photos. Then you could go on my website and vote, right? Um, I so I did that because people were getting mad because their car didn't make it in the calendar. So they uh, took see, personal offense to it, right? Like Joe, oh, my Joe just told there. me slipping five hundred bucks in my car could be in the calendar. That's what he told me. I, it was actually a nudie. I said, "Slip me five hundred <laughs> nudie," and. Uh, yeah, and I'll be honest with you, I wish I took some money because the, the music was, was not the greatest. Uh, no, but, you know, and, and, and I did the voting, and even that's not honest because then you have, you know, you get a guy who took a, a picture with his, uh, his Nokia 5120, right? And uh, it looks like a fucking potato, but he's got 900 friends who go on the website and vote for it. You know what I'm saying? And, they, and bro, you would believe these people keep track. Like, oh no, I, I should be I should be on there because I got the most votes. I've been watching. You're like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but so I so that was um that was the last year that I had done it. Um was because the uh we, we did the voting and there was one guy um who we've since, you know, we've since buried the hatchet, you know, but at the time he was really, really upset. And I remember him he messaged me and he had he was uh Basically, like, you know, how could you not put me in with all the money I spend with you and da da da? And I said, listen, bro, I didn't, I didn't choose. This was a vote. I said, and honestly, even if I did choose, how much money you spent? I said, do you think that if I get a thousand pictures, I'm looking up receipts for these thousand people? 
to see who spent the most money with me and that's who's getting in the calendar. That's not how it works, bro. You send a dope ass photo, you get the calendar. That's it. Like, but he was legitimately upset. And, uh, you know, it, it's like people will, I, some people just will find a reason to be upset regardless what you do. You know, I, I mean, I could give people gold bars and they'd be mad that their name wasn't etched in it. You know, it's like, what are you going to do? You know, it, it, you can't make everybody happy. But like I said before, man, this shit still haunts me. I try. You know, I, uh-huh. I completely relate to that, dude. And it's you're never going to make everybody happy, unfortunately. They're just, I don't yeah, know. But... Everybody wants the world, the sun, moon, and stars, and mm. for nothing. For what? You know? Look, and, and you know, I will do everything in my power to get them that. You know what I'm saying? Um, because, like I said, you know, like for me, everybody, everybody wants to feel wants to have that red carpet treatment right that red carpet feeling like i am important i am you know i matter in this realm right and and i deserve this extra attention right um and i'm happy to give it to them as much as humanly possible right uh within reason um but that's what i try to give to people i try to i you know i i i try to stress to people i don't care if you bought a 20 dollars set of spark plugs I'm going to show you as much attention as the guy who just spent $2,000 on a cam kit or the guy who spent $8,000 on a, on a short block, you know? Um, Cause to me, you know, you don't, you personally, right? Like we don't want to feel made like we don't want to be made to feel like we are not as important as somebody else. Cause we didn't spend the same amount of money. Right. Like if you go, if I go to Best Buy, and I buy a, a universal TV remote or cell phone, uh, you know, a, a cell phone cover, right? Uh, a, an Otter box. If I have an issue with that, or I'm talking to the salesman, I don't want him to walk away from me mid conversation and go talk to the guy looking at big screens because he's more important. He's spending more money, right? And I want to get the same treatment that guy gets. And that's what I try to do with my customers, you know. Um, because I've been on the receiving end of, you know, with, with small business like myself, too many of the, of the guys in small business have a small business mindset, right? And that small business mindset is I'm going to go after the biggest fish I can get and damn all every damn everybody else. Right. Um, and that's a horrible mindset to have. Right. Cause I, I, I remember having a conversation with my, my old business partner about this. Uh, Cause he was very much that way. You know, he wanted to go after the big clients all the time and, and the little guys, he was like, ah, oh, we'll call them tomorrow. We'll push them off to tomorrow. And, you know, my mindset has always been, look, the little guys, the guys coming in, the guys going to G8 only buying spark plugs, um, spark plug wires, or, you know, air intake, you know, there's that sub $500 order. Those are the guys paying my mortgage. Those are the guys, you know, paying my car note. They're the ones buying me clothes. They're the ones who support me, right? Um, the guy who's spending, you know, who comes in every now and then and drops, you know, a five-figure order on me, you know, he's the guy who's buying that extra Christmas gift for my kid. Right. He's the one who's 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 buying that steak dinner for me and my wife. But you know what? I can live without the steak dinner. Right. I can't live without paying my mortgage. Right. You know what I'm saying? They are the, the little guys are just as important, if not more important than the guys who spend 5,000 with me once a year versus the guy who spends, you know, 
5,000 with me throughout the course of the year. You know what I'm saying? Guys, those little guys could just as easily walk into O'Reilly's, Advance Auto, whatever, to buy spark plugs, spark plug wires, whatever. They're choosing to shop with you because of your reputation and they want to support you. Yeah. And I, and, and I try to be, um, you know, like I said, I'm a talker, right? So like I, I end up having conversations and getting on a first name basis with a lot of my clients, a lot of customers. Right. And, you know, it, it gets to the point where people, you know, they're supporting me wholeheartedly because they, they want to support me. They want to shop with me because they, they, they not only do they, appreciate the business and the business model but they appreciate the relationship that me and them have right um i mean i have customers that you know it happens very often actually that will call me up or or hit me up on facebook or email or whatnot and say hey haven't talked to you in three or four years i got out of the g8 game i have uh you know i have a ctsv or i have a, a a fucking mustang right or i have a ram truck uh but I'm ready to modify it. You know, I need, I need exhaust. Can you get me an exhaust for a Mustang? And I'm like, absolutely. You know, um, how many people are in the Mustang space? How many people are in the truck space? You know, um, I mean, I had a guy recently that bought a pro charger off of me, uh, who's got a six gen Camaro and he had a G8 like five years ago, you know, and I haven't talked to this guy since because once he got out of the G8 game, there was really no reason for him to contact me. So he wasn't hitting me up, asking me for parts or nothing like that. And he got into the, the Camaro game and, you know, about six months ago or so he hit me up and he's like, Hey man, he's like, uh, can you get me, you know, I know you sell pro chargers for the G8. Can you get me one for, you know, for my Camaro? And I was like, yeah, of course, dude. Absolutely. I have access to the whole line. He's like, all right, great. And he, no bones about it. He's like, yeah, man. He's like, you know, I'd rather, I'd rather buy from you. You always did right by me when I had the Camaro or the G8, you know, and, you know, actually, Grant, you met him. He was the white, the white uh, Camaro at LS Fest that was in the booth yeah. with us. Yeah, he was cool, really cool guy. You know, and 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 that guy, he didn't have to spend money with me. You know, uh, but I try to build those relationships. I try to, I try to give people the treatment that they should have because then they want, they want that treatment. They want, they grow accustomed to getting treated like you know uh, a top tier customer you know, a friend, um, you know, you, when you get used to that pattern, you know, that's what you're going to want and look for. I mean, look, how do you think Amazon's so fucking popular, right? I mean, you know, Amazon got everybody hooked with this like two day prime shipping, right? Now it's like you order something, I, you know, you order something from literally anywhere, anywhere. And I can tell you right now, the rest of us in e-commerce, we're doing everything we can to keep up, you know, we're competing with Amazon. We're doing everything we can, you know, to like get people parts out. Then, you know, I'm trying to get people parts same day if I could, you know. Um, and then Grant made a comment before about like, uh, you know, how there's like memes about me getting parts out so fast, you know. But that was very strategic the way I've set myself up to be able to get people in California parts tomorrow when I'm in New Jersey, you know. And and people ask me about it all the time, and it's no secret how I do it. I'm I'm open about it, but you know. Um, you know, I, you can live in Kalamazoo and I will get you parts tomorrow, you know, and people are like, how, how do you do it? You know, but, um, it took a lot of, a lot of planning and a lot of effort, but it's, it's, you know, it, Dark it, magic. it, 
that's what people say. A lot of people are like, I don't know how he does it, man. I, you know, I order parts from him. We live, you know, 10 States away and somehow they're in my, you know, I, they're, they're here tomorrow. I didn't pay for overnight shipping. How the hell did I get them so fast? Yeah. And, you know, it, and, and it shows up with, uh, with stickers and a bottle opener and a key tag <laughs> sometimes. And I try, man, I run, bro. I run out of stickers so often people get mad. Like, where's the stickers? I'm like, dude, I, I can't print these fucking things up fast enough. You know, what <laughs> A lot of times I don't give I don't get out one like my guy in the back like he's real heavy on the hand with the with the stickers like he's just like snag boom and I'm like dude one or two bro come on I mean, <laughs> not, not even not even for, not even for the money of it I don't care I mean stickers are dirt cheap it's the fact that you know like we run out of them and then I call my guy he'll hit me up and he'll come running up like hey we're out of stickers I'm like you know that these aren't like in stock somewhere right like I have to call somebody and now wait for this guy to cut out of vinyl a thousand or two thousand stickers and weed them all out and you know it's like that's a job dude but i I love that i love that as car guys universally it's like we spend thousands of dollars on car parts but we get so excited for this sticker in the box yeah dude i will i will return (laughs) that shit if it ain't got no i i shouldn't even say that i shouldn't even say that because guys i don't want my customers to hear that be like yeah you know what i I didn't get a sticker yeah Um, you know what fuck joe you know, about that's I, I, I try to explain like that's one of the um, the downsides of uh, the drawbacks of getting the parts so fast is you might not, not get a sticker, right? Because I don't touch the parts, you know. Um, a lot of times, you know, that's how I do the, the fast shipping um, is, you know, I've made. I've spent a lot of time developing relationships with um, wholesalers, distributors manufacturers throughout the country right um but on top of that i've also spent a lot of time making relationships with other people like myself right so there's a lot of people in this industry that don't sell the g8s they might sell the camaros they might they have a shop just like mine that's all camaros or all corvettes or all mustangs or trucks or whatever right well, me as a similar business can reach out to them and say, Hey, listen, you know, you're in, you know, you're in Nebraska. Okay. Um, or whatever, you know, you're in Michigan. Um, my top five items in Michigan are these five items. Would it be cool with you if I send you five of these items, five of each, right? You hold them there. When an order comes in that's in or around Michigan for one of those items, I send you a label. You ship it out for me in your daily pickups, right? On the flip side, what's in it for them? I will do the same thing here. I will give you shelf space in my warehouse for items that are popular on the East Coast. So now... When your customers need something, if it's one of those items, you shoot me a label and they'll get it next day. I have a pickup. I have two pickups scheduled every day, right? So they will get it within a couple of days rather than a week. And it's the same thing in vice versa, right? Now you set up a, a handful of shops that way, right? A handful of people like yourself who are able to do that or willing to do that. And then you also set up, you know, the manufacturers, right? So you call the manufacturer and, and, you know, I, I called manufacturers and said, hey, you know, what are your five, your five, yeah, sorry, your five top stocking wholesalers, your distributors, 
right? That are actually stocking your parts. Oh, well, this guy does it. This guy does it. That guy does it. Okay. Then I go to them and I try to do a buy-in. Okay. Let me get a buy-in. Now they sell all the same parts that all my other distributors sell. So why would I buy into them when I'm already buying into somebody else? Because they are now strategically placed and I know that they stock this company's shit, right? So not only does it give me another avenue to get parts out, like let's say they sell the same parts that somebody else sells, but they might have something in stock, right? That the other guy doesn't. But also now I have five more warehouses, right? In my network. Now it it comes as a negative to me because let's say somebody in California orders a set of coilovers. Now I have them on my shelf. I'm in Jersey, right? I got a set on my shelf. It was, you know, um, just using round numbers here, they paid $1,500. My cost is $1,200. Okay, so there's a $300 swing in there, right? I have to pay for shipping. I have to pay for fees, blah, blah, blah. At the end of everything, my prop, my take on it, again, just using round numbers, is $200, right? And it's going to take a week to get them there. Because if we try to, you know, I don't know if you guys are familiar, but ever since uh, COVID, you know, UPS and FedEx, they don't do expedited shipping anymore. They'll charge you for it, but they're not, it ain't really going to get there any faster, right? right. So um, now what can I do, right? I know that you're in California, you order a set of coilovers for me, and it's going to take every bit of five to six business days to get to you, right? Well, before I ship them, after you make the call or after you make the order, before I ship you a set on my shelf that I'm going to make 200 bucks on, I'm going to do a quick sweep or I'm going to have my guys do a quick sweep and call all these different people that are closer to you, right? And I call this one warehouse. They go, yeah, we have a set, right? Where are you located? Oh, we're in, we're in SoCal or we're in Central California. We're in Oregon. We're in Nevada, wherever, right? Okay. How fast would it take to get this to California? Oh, they have it next day. Oh, they have it tomorrow? Yep. Okay. What's it going to cost me? X amount of dollars. Okay, so now my profit margin went from 200 down to 125 because obviously they have to make money too, right? So now I'm losing $75. But you in California are getting the part you ordered from me in New Jersey tomorrow, right? So now that me losing $75 made a customer in California very happy, right? Now what's a happy customer do? They come back. Right. It's that simple, you know, and you just rinse and repeat. And I'm constantly just trying to build this, this little network of mini distributors, you know, um, where I have small stocks of the most popular items there. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that's, and that's how it works. They, you know, they'll ship it out for me. I send a label. It says G8 only. And a lot of people who say stuff like, oh, I didn't get a sticker with mine. I'm like, that's because I didn't ship it. <laughs> it didn't come from here. That's it brilliant, came from honestly. I had no idea how that works, but that, like, that's really intriguing, really interesting how that works because it makes sense how, I don't know, I always thought, like, <clears throat> I don't know how I thought it worked, really. Like, I've ordered shit from the West Coast and gotten it a day or two later. It makes sense. They're probably doing the same thing you're doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and, you know, a lot of guys, there's like this, uh, um, this negative aura around drop shipping, right? A lot of guys are like, oh, he, you know, I don't want to buy from somebody who's just going to drop ship it. Why? What does it matter? 
you know, yes, I have it in stock. I mean, if anything, drop shipping something to you, like if you order a set of tires and I have them, me drop shipping them, I'm making less money on it. You know what I'm saying? Right. The only the only benefit to me drop shipping it is the fact that you're getting it faster. Right. That's, that's it. I mean, if any, it's a it's a positive for you for me to drop ship something, you know, but um, it's a negative for me. So I try to keep as much stock as I can, um, which is hard in today's day anyway. But I try to keep as much stock as I can. That way, I'm able to, you know, if somebody on the East Coast orders something, I'm able to still get it out of my warehouse and get it to you faster. Also, there's a lot of I I try to stock stuff that's hard to come by. So, um, you know, there's there's plenty of customers of mine on the west coast that do have to wait the five to six days because i'm the only one that has it you know what i'm saying so it's like it's got to come from me um but you know when whenever humanly possible if it's going to save time um you know i will drop ship something you know if it's going to get to you faster even if it comes at the cost of, of me losing 50 bucks or whatever as long as i'm still as long as i'm still in the green i'll do it even if I went from making a hundred bucks to making 15, if I'm, if I'm in the green, it's a win for me. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't a lost cause. No, that's awesome. That's brilliant. And I actually really learned a lot there. Um, I'm out of questions for today. <laughs> I would love to have you back at some point. If you're, you're more than welcome to come back. If you would love to come back, I'd love to yeah. have you because I would love to hear some of these repo stories. Oh, I'm bro. sure my <laughs> listeners would love to hear them as well. Bro, they were, I got some stories, man. They were, uh, like I said, I don't lie because I remember them because they were true. You know what I'm saying? They, like, you, I would tell you some stories and you would swear they were lies, but they, it was some crazy shit, man. No, nah, well, I mean, I got set that one up. Yeah. Yeah, we'll set, we'll, we'll, we'll set it up 100%. Yeah, I'm going to get you on here too, Grant. Oh, uh, nobody needs to hear from me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know you have stories, too. Oh, yeah, I got oh, yeah. stories. Bro, you don't get hair like that if you don't have stories, man. Something makes you have. <laughs> that's, that's trauma. That's trauma right there. There, there, is, there is some trauma here for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be the theme of the podcast this week. I recorded one last night, which will actually come out after this one. And we talked all sorts of trauma bullshit too. So uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just trauma season on the podcast. We, we got to have like an end of the world podcast here soon too, because we're uh, we are this close. close. <laughs> yeah. Freaking Poland just announced that they will be uh, entering the fight as well. So yay. Oh, they're NATO, aren't they? Uh, so NATO just literally within the past couple of hours, NATO has officially declared war on Russia. Oh, okay. Which is which is not a good thing because oh. Russia has already come out and said that if NATO wants to provoke this, then they're going to push the buttons. So and then well, China China announced today too that they are going to start uh, efforts to going after Taiwan, and if the U.S. gets involved with that, then yeah, so we're we're there, boys. <laughs> well, Joe, I appreciate your time. Of course, Grant, I appreciate you setting this up. And always, uh, I'll link everything in the description to the giveaway to your website and everything else. I really appreciate sure. your time. And if we don't get to uh, record this end of the world podcast, I'll see you boys on the other side. I guess. 
Hey, boy. Till Valhalla. <laughs>